0: Māori advocates are outraged the police minister suggesting law changes to allow officers to keep taking photos of people they deem suspicious and it has set back promises of any transformational change in the justice system. Chris Hipkins says the pendulum has swung too far in favour of privacy over surveillance and the police association has said that among those who are found in suspicious circumstances that Māori are overrepresented. The comments follow an investigation which found the police were routinely illegally taking photographs and storing thousands of images which should be destroyed. About half of all of those photos were of Māori. Leading advocate for prison and justice reform Professor Tracy McIntosh from the University of Auckland told me this sets any change that has been made back.
1: And and disappointed by it. I think you know we have real opportunities for transforming our justice system, for ensuring that we have much greater levels of, of collective security and of safety. And in many ways, these types of comments undermine it. We we go back to a stage where, largely, uh, young Māori are seen, it can be seen as the enemy, and we can expect then a similar response.
0: So this has essentially set us back from the incremental change that we are seeing, as well as the promises from the government and from agencies to transform, especially in the space of what they say, unconscious bias. Well, I think
1: you know the, the, the big focus in terms of preventive justice, so ensuring that people are not caught up in the system and ensuring that people have Um, that the trajectories are not narrowed. And here the trajectories I'm talking about, about life outcomes, around life expectations, around life aspirations. We know if we're going to do that work, which, as I say, is preventive work, it creates far greater levels of collective security. It it is particularly with the young that we want that transformation to happen. This is an area where we actually can't afford to lose opportunities. Whatever good policing looks like, we know that it is around having much stronger relationships in communities rather than weakening those those relationships or having relationships that are based on suspicion and, you know, certainly what could be argued is institutional racism.
0: Is this a knee-jerk reaction? And is the police minister using Māori and using justice as a political pawn that can be picked up and put down at the government's will?
1: Well, we know that MARI are often used, you know, that certainly wouldn't be the first time that they've been used in in that particular way. And I think it is, you know, in some ways there is a form of populism in there. You know, we do have areas that we should be concerned about. Obviously there's been a particular focus around ram raids and and other elements where where youth are involved. And I recognise that you need a whole range of ways. I still think at a community level um, through, you know, recognising just what's happened for those young people that have been unseen and now have been seen in a very nearly performative way. So it's not like there aren't issues to address. But the idea of the response to that being um, the types of, of practice which, uh, where, the, where the net is thrown so wide, I am really worried that that's much more around a political response than actually around a community policing response.
0: The Police Association essentially admitted to racially profiling Māori this morning because Chris Cahill said, those who are found in suspicious circumstances, Māori are, overrepresented. quote. Can we unpack that? What is he saying there? And is that, is that an indication that in strategies like hōkairangi and te huringa o te tai are simply just virtue signalling? Because it's quite clear in that statement there hasn't been much change in the mentality of how many officers may see and approach Māori.
1: I think the key element there definitely is around in suspicious circumstances. Because in looking at a lot of the photos, the photos that had been seen before were just sort of in normal environmental spaces. And I think there's this, this issue is when, when you're under high levels of scrutiny and surveillance. The fact is that young Māori, rangatahi Māori, wherever they're seen, particularly if there's more than one of them, becomes a suspicious environment. So if they're seen in in malls together, if they're seen on the streets together, if they're seen in places that are totally ordinary within their own communities together, that that can all then start to be classed as suspicious activities. And this is one of the real issues of conscious and unconscious bias, whatever we want to talk about it, is when you have groups that are where there's high levels of scrutiny and surveillance, where there is stigmatization attached to them, then actually any environment they find themselves in becomes a suspicious environment. So we've certainly seen that in regards to you know people being seen um, in suburbs where they perhaps are not overrepresented, but it actually happens right across the board. And so that's a real concern. And again, that's a breakdown of relationships. I think to really strengthen communities and to strengthen. Um, all of those elements and, and, and to, to draw away from chromogenic surroundings, then it's it's based on 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 trust relationships. If we look at all of the work on social cohesion, for example, trust is seen as one of the most important indicators. The fact that for Māori there's lower trust in institutions and government and in and in the police and, and other agencies should be an area of concern. We should be working on that, certainly not embedding it further.
0: And I do want to talk to, I guess, a more tangible example of that. Does this mean that with these sorts of comments and the increase in this rhetoric around Māori committing crime or perceived to be committing crime, for for us as Māori, for our children, for our nephews, our nieces, the fear that there is now of ensuring they are they are protecting themselves, and th- that is what this perpetuates. And th- it's a much wider problem, and it's a much wider social issue around how Maori are perceived on a in, in in the public sphere.
1: Yes, and I think even how that's been internalised by by people as well. So, you know, all of those all of those um, elements that you bring out, you know, they're very significant in terms of and and also around responsiveness. If I'm if I'm going to be uh, seen in certain ways are going to be represented in these particular ways, um, then it's much more likely to internalise. You now, I talked about those trajectories. You know, really, if we're going to have really strong policy and practice for all of our tamariki, for all of the children of New Zealand, we want their trajectories, their life outcome trajectories to be as broad as possible. We know that um, poor, you know, poor interface within an education system, within the justice system, narrows those trajectories simply. So, you know, I, you know, I talk about it in a lot of places around that systemic frustration of aspirations. That's what we can see under these types of circumstances for young people and that in itself can be crimogenic. So that's my real concern around these issues that instead of um, meeting the, the need of sort of preventing crime, actually, it can reinforce a whole range of those things and actually become a driver of it. You know, I can't really say it enough and around the need to really rethink, you know, the idea of, you know, getting a balance between sort of, uh, you know, that we've gone too far into the privacy realm. You know, it's one of the things that I always say about human rights that when people talk about trying to balance human rights, say, with security or those sorts of things, you don't balance the things. Human rights, by their nature, are supposed to be universal and irrevocable. And so I think that those are the ways to think about how do we use our imagination resources much more creatively to ensure that we actually create better spaces. To to go back to the times of seeing young Māori men particularly, but also um, young Māori women, as a problem just for being, I think, is a re- is... Yeah, well it certainly takes me back to my youth.